0: Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Pastor Paul. It's Friday morning, April 8th. Super glad that you have joined us. And we call this time the Romans Rewind. It's where we're coming alongside of our sermon series on Sunday mornings through the Book of Romans. And we're picking up different themes and theological concepts and ideas and just unpacking them a little further and a little more in depth. And so this week, we've clearly been in the deep end of the pool And we've been talking about election and predestination. The reason we're talking about it is because the Apostle Paul has been talking about it, not in some sterile, uh, merely theological sense, but in a deep, personal, profound way as he is seeking to assure the believers in the church in Rome um, of who they are and their security in Christ. And so once again, let me read the relevant verses and... We're going to talk for a few minutes together. Romans eight twenty eight. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And so we've been looking at this this theme of predestination from a variety of angles. So we've talked about this idea of how prayer um, intersects and engages this idea of predestination and God's sovereignty. We've talked about how we're to think about evangelism um, in, in that sense and how that that fits together. We've also looked at um, the concept of, of free will and and into what degree do we have freedom in, uh, our natural human ability to choose or to not choose God. And so we've, we've, we've looked at this from a variety of angles and perspectives. We've also talked about assurance and how it's tied to predestination. Well, um, for today, I want to remind us of something. And I was, I was reminded of this when I got an email from one of you. And again, I encourage you to send in your emails with questions, paul.yelbert.foroachurch.com. And one of the things that one of you mentioned is that you don't really have any um, theological hurdles or struggles believing what the Bible teaches about predestination, the things we've been talking about this week. You said that the thing that, that is hardest for you is thinking about how this applies to loved ones in your life, particularly those that that don't know Christ, and and how that this doctrine becomes very real. Now, I want to return to that point in a moment. Okay. But, um, the specific point, but I'll, but it reminds me to, 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 tell us something, um, in general about, about the study of theology. Theology is never meant to be divorced from doxology. So theology, the study of God, um, is to lead us into a deeper place of doxology, meaning, um, praise, and glory of God. Those two things go together. We obviously can't give God praise and glory that he um, is worth um, is worthy of and deserves if we aren't sure who God is. And that's what theology tells us, who God is, how he works, who, what he's done, who he is. Um, by the same token, okay, theology without doxology is also incomplete. It's not, in fact, it's not biblical theology. See, it's possible to know the depths of theological wisdom, but yet not know Christ. It's possible to know uh, theological truths and propositions and statements of faith, but yet those things not lead us to a place of practice and praise and honoring and glorying God, which probably means that if that's the case with someone, then they really haven't fully understood the doctrines that they might be so conversant about. Let's remember that fundamentally the book, uh, the Bible is not a book of systematic theology. It's not an academic textbook that was given to us in order for us to understand um, a spectrum of issues by which um, we otherwise wouldn't have knowledge of them. Obviously, it gives us a spectrum of knowledge around a variety of issues, but fundamentally the Bible is is a book of stories it's a book of letters it's a book of poems it's a book of history uh, it's a book of of narration it's a it's a book of apocalyptic literature and as such it's without without variation always written to a specific people or person in a specific day in a specific place at a specific time to address a specific reason or thing that's going on in that person or that church's life And as such, the theology of the Bible always has this doxological, relational, practical context, and we never want to lose sight of that. We never want to lose sight of the fact that fundamentally, the Bible um, speaks personally into people's lives with the truths of God. We've got to have both. We have to tr- have the truths of God, and then we have to have that sense of how these truths and where these truths land. Because any truth that God um, has, anything that's true about him, is glorious because not only is it true, but because it's it's good for us as his people. And so that's just a, a kind of a cautionary note or an encouraging note towards, hey, as we're studying these things, as we're looking at them, as we're delving into God's word, never, never, never um, divorce them from the redemptive context, the personal context in which they're given. Now, back to the original question that this person emailed me about. When we're thinking about loved ones or friends and wondering, well, are they predestined? Are they chosen? Are they one of God's people? I think that the more that we think along those lines, okay, in terms of speculation, the, the more we won't end up in the place where God wants us. I believe the place God wants us is in a posture of expectancy, in a posture of hope, in a posture of prayer, in a posture of faith, in a proper, in a posture of intercession for those people. Knowing that one day when we um, are with Jesus in glory, and this is kind of a metaphor, on the, on the front doorstep of heaven, if you want to say it that way, is going to be the sign, is going to be the, the inscription, whosoever believes in him, right? But as we enter the gate and as we look back at the back of the gate, and the inscription is going to say, for those whom he foreknew he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, and it's not our job as the people of God to bring those things together, right? We just simply have to, to recognize we are not God, um, but that God has given us a mission to share, to pray, to evangelize, to hope, to trust, and that we can leave that to Him. And so anytime anyone comes um, to me and says, Pastor Paul, I'm not sure I'm elect. Or I'm sh- I'm not sure I'm chosen. I, I I immediately say, well, this is why the Bible says make your calling and election sure. Turn your turn. The reason that re- the the way you can affirm who 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 you are eternally speaking is by trusting in Christ, turning to Christ. You would not be asking that question. I often say, unless the Holy Spirit was moving in you, unless the Holy Spirit was working and wooing you to Himself. And I think that's the posture we take for all those who we love and that we're connected to and that we're trusting God to save, that ultimately he created them, they belong to him, and we trust him to do what is right. All right, that's it for this week. Um, Hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll be back at it next Monday. Hope to see you then, thanks. Let me pray. Lord, help us to trust you by humbling ourselves and exalting you and presenting our requests to you, knowing that you are going to use our prayers to shape the desires of our hearts, Lord. And we ask now that you would do a great work in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks everybody, have a great weekend.